Welcome to NBA Talk with Isaac Wolf. I am your host, Isaac Wolf, joined by, well, just me again. Game 5 of the 2019 NBA Finals happened last night. I will get to that in a second. But first, I want to talk about Kevin Durant. After he suffered a right calf strain midway through the second round of the playoffs, Golden State finished off the Houston Rockets in six games and swept the Portland Trailblazers in the Western Conference Finals. The talk that the Warriors didn't need Durant, or even that they were better without him, was nonsense. This was proven as they ran up against a deep, talented Raptors team that built a 3-1 finals lead uh, over them heading into last night. Meanwhile, Durant's return was put off over and over as his camp and the Warriors medical staff decided he wasn't ready to play. The players began to get frustrated. Um, there was a feeling that he had to rush to get back. He, re- he did return to practice for the first time on Sunday, and less than 24 hours later, made his return to the court in a do-or-die game five. And then it was all over. On a drive around Serge Ibaka, Durant planted his foot to get around him, and it appeared to stretch farther than normal. His leg appeared to twitch, suggesting a strain or a tear of some sort. Originally, I thought it was that right calf again. Maybe he restrained it or just slightly pulled it. But when he went down, you knew something wasn't right. Kevin had worked so hard to get back to this point that he wasn't going to go down immediately. But he did. And once he did, you knew it was over. You didn't know exactly what the injury was at the time, but you knew it was not good. KD immediately went back to the locker room. He later left the arena on crutches in a walking boot. He is set for an MRI today where the Warriors expect to hear the confirmation of a torn Achilles. We've seen this same injury alter careers for the worse. Teammate DeMarcus Cousins tore his Achilles last season. He was arguably the best center in the game, and we have since seen his role diminished with the Warriors. Brandon Jennings tore it in 2015, and he is no longer even in the league. Even Kobe Bryant was not visibly the same player after he tore his in 2013. Kevin Durant wanted to be the Warriors' savior. He will not get that chance, maybe even ever again. Instead, he, the Warriors, and the rest of the NBA are now left to deal with the aftermath of a day no one hoped would ever come. I want to move on to Game 5, where the Warriors did come out with a sense of urgency. They shot the lights out, and they just played like they knew they were down 3-1 and at a disadvantage. They played hard, um, obviously shot the lights out. Uh, They made their first five threes, however, the Raptors still uh, hung with them. They stayed in it by drawing fouls. Kevin Durant... Clay Thompson and Draymond Green all had two fouls in the first quarter. Early second quarter, um, Durant uh, obviously goes down with the um, Achilles injury. He had 11 points up to that point, uh, 11 points in 12 minutes, 3 of 3 from the from three-point range. And I just had a feeling that he wasn't completely ready, but he knew he had to be out there to help them as much as he could. Yahoo Sports uh, now reported uh, recently that Durant was, quote, not anywhere close to fully recovered, which really doesn't surprise me that much. Um, One thing I do want to talk about, when Durant went down, the Toronto Raptors fans cheered. That's just unacceptable. It's ridiculous. You, You should never cheer. I don't care how much you hate the dude. You never cheer for somebody else um, to get injured. You never cheer uh, for the suffering of another player. That's just not okay. Uh, it's, it's just disrespectful to them, to their team. Um, and the Raptors players, Kyle Lowry uh, motioned them to stop, um, which is, I think that's a great thing for him to do. Um, 
I don't think they listened to him that much. But you know what? The one thing that that really surprised me, the only one, I'm sure there were some fans that weren't cheering for Durant. The majority of them were. But the one who I didn't see, the one who was obviously distraught that he was injured, was Drake. Yes. The most, maybe the most annoying, not, well, maybe not annoying, but the most ridiculous fan in the league. And I mean that in a positive way, sort of. But he was the only one uh, that I noticed who was not cheering for the injury. So I applaud Drake for that. DeMarcus Cousins came in for him after the injury and uh, made a huge impact. 14 points in 19 minutes off the bench. Um, uh, The two games that DeMarcus Cousins has played well in, the Warriors have won. So um, DeMarcus Cousins just might be uh, the determining factor whether the Warriors um, can come back in the series. If he plays well, I think they have a chance at um, winning the series. But, uh, you know, if he does not play well, and if they don't utilize him as much as he could be, um, I don't see the Warriors winning the series. Kevon Looney did re-aggravate his shoulder injury and did not play the entire fourth quarter. He said he hopes to play in game six. This is, this is a tough kid. Um... At first, uh, the injury I heard was a fractured collarbone. I'm not sure if that's exactly what happened, but if he's playing through anything even close to that in the NBA Finals, that is that is remarkable for that young man to be playing through that type of injury to help his team as much as he can. When the game was hanging in the balance, when the team was struggling, whenever Toronto needed a bucket, Kawhi Leonard took over. Late in the fourth quarter, he scored 10 straight points in order for the Raptor to give the Raptors a uh, six-point lead with two and a half minutes to go. He delivered over and over again, and we've seen him do this. We've seen him do this before. He's done it all throughout the playoffs. Um, but then Steph and Clay happened. They went off. They hit. They hit their shots. They did their thing. Gave Golden State a three-point lead with 56 seconds left. However, they gave Toronto a chance. The Warriors made some careless plays. Draymond Green went over and back. Cousins goaltended Lowry's uh, layup in order to make it a one-point game. Cousins, uh, Marcus Cousins, uh, was called for a moving screen, which gave the Raptors the ball with under 15 seconds left in the game. Uh, Raptors down by one. However, on that last play... I was making fun. I just, I went off on the Warriors defense in game four. But on this final play, the Warriors defense really impressed me. They had terrific communication. Andre Iguodala coming up to double team Kawhi Leonard stopped any shot, uh, any shot opportunity that Kawhi uh, even thought he had. Forced him uh, to pass it. Draymond rotated to the corner um, and tipped Lowry's last second shot. I didn't see the tip, but when Lowry shot it, I was like, okay, maybe they win this. And then I see it heading short, and I'm like, ah, nope. And then it hits the side of the backboard. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Uh, Clay Thompson did a great job of staying in front of Kawhi, which is, as we've seen throughout these playoffs, not an easy task. The Warriors did finally hold Kawhi Leonard under 30 points. He had 26. Um, He still has 14 30-point games in these playoffs. 
the Raptors were up six with two and a half minutes to go, but they could not hold the lead. But as we know, for the Golden State Warriors, probably the best shooting team in maybe the history of basketball. <laughs> Six-point lead. That's two shots to tie it up. Three if you want to take a three-point lead. That's nothing for the Golden State Warriors. I remember watching the game as a fan of the Houston Rockets. Rockets were up by nine with a minute and a half left. And against most other teams, that's a safe lead. Um, obviously, you still have to play hard. still have to play defense, get some stops, get it done. But when you're playing the Golden State Warriors, they can hit those three threes in, I don't know, maybe a 30 seconds pain. It does not take that long to get the Warriors rolling, especially when their best players like uh, Thompson and Curry and Durant, when he's healthy, uh, are on. Let's move on to the top three performances of the night. Stephen Curry, number one, with 31 points, eight rebounds, seven assists. He was terrific. He did everything that they needed him to do. Clay Thompson, still looking strong in his return. Second game back, 26 points, six rebounds on seven of 13. He was seven of 13 from three. I don't know the exact percentage, but that's over 50%. And when you're over 50% from three, that is, um, that is top notch. DeMarcus Cousins, our third best performer. You could argue that Kawhi Leonard had a good performance. Yes, he did. He he did great. Um, but DeMarcus Cousins, I think, made a bigger impact, um, especially considering the Warriors won the game. 14.6 rebounds on 6 of 8 field goals. DeMarcus Cousins did basically everything right in this game besides the moving screen, which I thought blew them the game and could have blown them, well, their season. But it's okay. They ended up winning. They're going back to Oracle one more time, uh, and we'll see how the series plays out from here. Because I really don't know what's going to happen anymore. <laughs> Hot topics now. Uh, Kevin Durant, as I said before, possibly tore his Achilles. What does this mean for free agency? Will he still get a max deal? Is a question that many people have asked. Several teams told ESPN that they would still sign KD long-term, knowing that he will likely be out all of next year. Um, if he did in fact tear his Achilles, and even if he didn't fully tear it, a partial tear will still keep you out a significant chunk of time. Um, so now the question becomes, does he option eh, into his final year of his contract or does he return to go, does he go, does he return to Golden State or does he move somewhere else? Um, we did hear Stephen A. Smith say he thinks KD will leave if the Warriors win, which, uh, it sort of makes sense. Because if you win, you've proven that you can lead them to three straight titles. You might as well go somewhere else and do something different. I mean, unless you want to keep winning, which I I, I, I get. Um, it makes sense for him to go somewhere else, maybe uh, become uh, not not as criticized as he has been um, in taking the, the suggest, uh, supposedly easy way out to the championship. But there's never an easy way to the championship. I don't care who you are, what sport you play in. There's never an easy way to get to the top. Um, so I don't think it's fair that KD gets all this criticism. But it's our world. We have to deal with it. So what does uh, this injury mean for the Warriors? Now they're back to what they had before. They had Durant for 12 minutes. 12 glorious minutes. 11 points. He shot 100% from the three-point line. And then he went down, he's done, possibly never plays for them again. Um, 
just because of emotion, I think, helped the Warriors win Game 6. Obviously, DeMarcus Cousins was a huge contributor. But you could tell Steph Curry and Andre Iguodala walked all the way back to the locker room with Kevin Durant, which is not something you see every day between teammates. Yeah, you see someone like the the two-way players in the in the in their street clothes uh walking in back, but when the superstars of the team who are sitting they were sitting on the bench at the time, they weren't in the game, but when they help him all the way back to the locker room, that says something about the connection between um those guys. If the Warriors do take game 6, which I have a feeling now that they definitely know that this is the last game at Oracle, win or lose. Um, I have a feeling they're going to come out with energy, with emotion, um, with a passion. Um, and I, I get the feeling that they're going to take game six, force game seven. But I still, in the back of my mind, think that the Raptors are going to win this series. I don't exactly know if it's going to be game six or seven, but my money is on the Raptors. The Warriors, at this point, I mean, yes, I said they're going to win game six. Uh, if, they they might. I think they will, though. But at this point, two, two more games. They have two more games left, max. But at this point, the Warriors are just, they're just too beat up. I mean, obviously, we saw KD go down. He's done for the series. Andre Iguodala. I don't know if he's completely 100% yet. Same with Klay Thompson. Klay Thompson looks great, though. Klay Thompson has been shooting um, very well, and obviously we saw him play great defense on Kawhi on that last play. But at this point, I just don't know if they're healthy enough. And with Kevon Looney, Kevon Looney, um, possibly with whatever that collarbone chest injury is, they're just too beat up at this point, I think, to win. That's that's just my opinion. You can argue with me, whatever. Um, Swin Cash, former WNBA player, was hired by the Pelicans as the Vice President of Basketball Operations and Team Development, so congratulations to her. R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett wants to be a Nick. Uh, he's the projected number three pick. We know Zion's going to the Pelicans. Uh, John Morant and the Grizzlies are... Um, look like a lock at number two. So that leaves RJ Barrett for the New York Knicks at the number three pick. And he just had a workout with the Knicks yesterday. And he said, quote, this is the place where I want to be. And if a young player says that after his draft workout, after a draft workout, not even like playing in Madison Square Garden or anything like that. After a draft workout in like a practice gym across the street or something, he's like, this is the place where I want to be. So that looks like um, a great combination between for the Knicks and RJ, and we'll see how that works out. Deontay Davis was waived by the Hawks uh, just yesterday. He played in nine games, averaged four points per game, and he he cannot find a true home in this league. He was drafted by the he was actually drafted by the Boston Celtics in the second round of the 2016 draft. First uh, first pick of the second round, 31st pick overall. Uh, he was traded to the Grizzlies on draft night, and he was there for two, was it maybe, may have been three years? Um, but uh, they traded him to the Sacramento Kings. The Kings waived him less than a week later, and now uh, he found himself in the G League with the Santa Cruz Warriors, the Warriors affiliate, 
after the Warriors had signed him and waived him just a day apart. So they, uh, his rights are were with the Santa Cruz Warriors, the Warriors G League affiliate. Uh, and then he got called up to the Atlanta Hawks. Um, he, he was there for the, like maybe final 15 games of the season, 15, 20 games. He only played in nine of them, but he did make an impact off the bench when he was in there. Uh, and now the Atlanta Hawks have waived him. Probably going to end up in G League again. Maybe he'll go overseas. I'm not really sure. Um, but that man just can't find a true home in the league. Let's move on to Anthony Davis. He talked things out with David Griffin in a meeting in LA, and they have decided to move on, look for trades, try to get him out of there. Because the one thing you do not want if you're the Pelicans is for Zion to deal with a superstar who doesn't want to be there. That's just not a good combination um, for a hotshot rookie coming into the league. Uh, David Griffin has started listening to offers again, and he has an outline of what he wants for AD in a trade. He wants a proven all-star. He wants a young player with all-star potential and uh, two first-round picks. However, if the player, the better the player, he won't ask for uh, as many picks. If the player isn't as great, he might ask for two, maybe even three um, picks. So I'm not exactly sure what team has that package. Because the Lakers proven all stars, LeBron James. There has been tr- uh, talk that they should that uh, are asking if they should trade LeBron. I think that'd be kind of funny if they did, but <laughs> that's just my opinion. Um, I'm not exactly sure what team uh, would have that exact layout for Davis. Uh, moving on to Kawhi Leonard. After Game Two, Nick Nurse told the Raptors they'd win one in Oakland. Kawhi responded with bleep that let's go get both and as we all know they won both games at oracle um but when your coach tells you um you're gonna get one out of two is that a confidence issue is that a like was that a realistic thought in his mind did he not think uh that they could win both well they did uh, so maybe Coach Nurse has confidence problems. I don't know. He's done a great job in these uh, in his first season as a head coach. Um, but Kawhi certainly doesn't have any confidence problems. Um, to wrap up today, this day in NBA history was the flu game. 22 years ago today, Michael Jordan recorded 38 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists. A true showing of his greatness. This is just one of the many reasons I believe he is the greatest of all time. I mean, he was throwing up that morning and he dropped 38. Seven rebounds, five assists, three steals. Um, One of the great individual performances, I think, of all time. And finally, happy birthday to WNBA legends Maya Moore and Diana Taurasi and current NBA player Davon Reed. Davon, you are not in the finals, but you still have something to celebrate. So congratulations to you. Uh, I will be back with another episode tomorrow. Uh, We will see if Kevin Durant officially has a torn Achilles or uh, what that MRI uh, says about it. Uh, I will see. I will talk to you guys tomorrow.